Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Big Footy podcast for 2016. Or well, actually, technically, I think it's the second one. Messenger and I did one a few weeks back. <coughs> we but, did. Uh, and uh, but anyway, it's the first one for season 2016. Uh, the NAB Cup due to start this week, or the NAB Challenge, or whatever it's called this year. Uh, and so, joining me for well, rejoining me, I've got uh, two legends of the podcast, as it were. Uh, Messenger, good evening. A legend already? Fantastic. I think after three years, you're entitled to call yourself a legend wow. uh, of the it's podcast. Like, it's a tradition then. That's, that's what you... <laughs> three, three times in a row, it's a tradition. That's something like that. Uh, and also joining us, uh, Shandog is back uh, for another season of fun and frivolity here. Good evening, Shandog. Hello. I look forward to legend status soon as well. That's right. Yeah, only Ooh. only only first year, well, second year for you here on the podcast. So uh, still a year. In the next year, so. I'll hit you up for it. You're in the hall of fame, though. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> sweet. That's apparently all it takes. <laughs> Guys, uh, fairly big news going around, but I will say this from the outset: we are under no circumstances going to discuss uh, certain other uh, gossipy allegations that have appeared in recent media. We are not going to stoop to that level, so just fair warning, if you're listening for that reason, we aren't talking about that. And I think that is totally fair, because she told me she was 18. (laughs) So, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, that's it. End of discussion. Fair enough. Um, Guys, what are you looking forward to most? Uh, I mean, obviously, footy's back, and I think it's fantastic. So, what are you looking forward to most about the weekend? I'm actually looking forward to Thursday because mm. Thursday's actual real football. Mm. Sitting down, it might be the NAB Cup, it might be a bunch of kids, but it'll be just nice to sit down and watch some football. And we could put away some of the off-season shenanigans and uh, and get on with it. Yeah, that's probably it. All this off-season chat, it just gets out of hand every time. Some absolutely ridiculous uh, discussions happening on every team board, I reckon. I know Carlton's has got some fiery bants happening between supporters. And yeah, just as soon as the footy starts, it's going to be unreal. And luckily for me, thanks, old Gil, for um, for setting me up for uh, Carlton playing the opening game on my birthday as well. So it's making it extra special. <laughs> I think everyone, it, it, it is, uh, everyone this year is, is very positive and very up and about. I mean, everyone usually is at this time of the year, but I think there's just a little bit more of it. I mean, everyone's setting membership records. Um, everyone is just flying at the moment I, I, I think there's, I, I can't recall a more positive note across the league in general which is kind of strange isn't it I mean the last year was such a I don't, I don't know I mean like Hawthorne fans, fans are obviously pretty happy but I think for just about everyone else last year was a really bad year for football there's just so many issues all this uh, Asada stuff really coming to the fore um I don't know. It just it didn't feel like it. Yeah, of course, my team finished last, so maybe it's just a biased perspective. But last year was crap. Last year was great. I have not, <laughs> I, okay, I, so I not a clue what you two were talking about. It was terrific <laughs> last year. Oh, it was, was just scandal. It made me scandal. happy, and so I enjoyed it. How many times <laughs> have you watched the grand great. final, Messenger? Um, oh, I'm just thinking. I watched it about a week and a half ago. Probably. <laughs> I watched it about 25 times. It's the gift that keeps repeat. giving. Yeah, it's on the DVR. I've got the disc of the 2014 one. I pull out a case. Because <laughs> that, that brings me joy. 
it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing just to be able to pull it out and, and just watch. It's very nice. <laughs> yep. So before before we skip up to the weekend's games, um, what 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 news has really caught your eye in terms of uh, teams preparing for the preseason? Oh, oh, oh I've got one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I figured you would. It's Fat Club at Carlton. <laughs> I did I did see that just before Fat Club. And I thought, this is really interesting. So the story is essentially that Carlton want everybody to come in at 12% body fat or less, which is pretty lean. And if you're not there, you're in fat club. And if you're in fat club, you're working away. And I think at the moment they might have one player who's in fat club who's about to graduate into you know the rest of the group. But it's really just saying this is a non-negotiable standard. End of story. And we don't care what we're not asking for reasons or excuses this is a non-negotiable standard and we will help you get there but get there you will and I love it I think that's fantastic it's nice to have standards for once at our club also <laughs> as some of the Carlton uh, posters on, uh, have, have pointed out as well it's a bit disappointing someone's clearly broken the first rule of Fat Club <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah no that's that's great uh, the um, the stuff coming out of our club was talking, is, you know, a lot about um the, the fitness regime and the change of uh, all of our uh, coaching principles and the way people are doing it under Bolton. So I don't want to talk about Carlton too much, but uh, that's really a great thing for us. I will um, just be, I'll be fascinated to see what they do on Thursday night because, I mean, these yeah. games ultimately, look, they're practice games and it's a teaching experience. And so you will see things tomorrow night and you'll think, my God, what are they doing? I can guarantee you there will be a purpose to everything that they do. And it might mm. look ridiculous, and it might, and you might think, "Oh my God, this is going to be an awful year." But everything will have a purpose, and I, I would be look. I would personally, I'm not just saying this because Bolton's a, you know, was an assistant coach in Hawthorne, but I, I think you will really enjoy watching the start of the growth. And and yes, you'll get the shit kicked out of you a few times this year, but you'll you'll see you'll start to see progress. I reckon. I think you'll start to see progress during the year. I've been a little vocal at times on on the Blues board, which I don't frequent as much as I could, but um, there is... I, I'm of the belief that the Carlton list isn't as bad as it has been coached to be. I, I, I think that there has been disciplinary problems and I think there's been skill problems and there's been coaching problems that have made the list look worse than it is and I think Bolton is going to bring... Uh, the best out of some of those players that could have performed better in the last 12 to 15 months. My, my view would be that any list in which you can turn 14 players over wasn't very good. Yeah, some, a lot of those left for their own reasons, though, too, Miss. Like, oh, uh, a lot of those left for disciplinary reasons. Uh, a lot of those left to chase... Some left to chase money. Lots, you know, it, not all of them left because they were crap. I mean, yes, we got rid of a lot of dross as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everyone at Carlton was a star just waiting to be discovered by a good coach. <laughs> Don't get me what, wrong. What 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 is your let's we can let's seal it off then. What's your expectation for the team this year? Grand final. Beat we're gonna Essendon. beat. We're gonna beat you guys <laughs> in the grand final. We're flogging. You're gonna win the grand final, okay? So no, no, not really. How many wins would you? What would you say at the end of the year if they had six wins? Would you say I'm happy? I'm sad? I'm what? Yeah, six would be pretty good. Six. It's more about yeah, yeah. It's more about the kids. Yeah, six would be about what I would expect at a minimum. 
I'm pretty happy with that. I'd be happy with anything from six up, really. It's, I mean, I've got, I, I've predicted we'll actually make the finals, but that's another story altogether. Don't. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> well, like an interesting one. Well, what I would say, look, the problem. Carl, Clarkson's first year, they won five games. Yeah, and that's where I see us got to go. Mm. But the next year they won nine, and then they won thirteen, and then they won seventeen. So there was a really rapid progression. But five games was the start of it. Yeah. And they were terrible. And and guys got games that, like this Wheatering guy, I guarantee you he will get games he does not deserve. Because you need because he's not going to learn playing in the VFL. Is your VFL team going to be any good this year? It'll actually hopefully be a lot better than, than previous years. When we put out our best 22s for what you consider the first team and the second team, it's actually the first time in a long time I can recall that Carlton's second team or the, the players 23 to 44 actually comprise of a full second team structure-wise. So we might actually be quite competitive there and, and that'll be a benefit to the first. Let me, at, the, at the risk of this being a Carlton era, let me rephrase the question. Have you got a decent core of VFL listed players at the at the Northern Blues? Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so then what I would think is that your really good, talented, like AFL listed guys will play more AFL than VFL because if they haven't got the ballast, the good quality VFL players around them, they're not going to learn getting the shit kicked out of them at Sandringham every second week. So yep. they're gonna they'll play if they're gonna learn they may as well learn at the top tier if they can if they're physically holding up to it. I know we got rid of uh, Luke Webster, the VFL coach, and some, for some reason replaced him with Josh Fraser. If that helps, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but it there, maybe it doesn't. The, the word has been for years that there's been a disjoint between uh, the coaching at at uh, Northern Blues and what the Carlton uh, coaches have been asking. And reports over the preseason indicate that that's kind of changed. That there's more coordination going on, so that development programs are actually in line now, whereas before they may not have been. So hopefully that all all goes into the process as well and generates us just a little bit more uh, consistency. If you could demonstrate cohesion, you actually attract players because if mm. you're just seen as a stopping place for Carlton players who can't play AFL, nobody wants to play with that. Mm. But part of the attraction of somewhere like, say, Fox Hill or some of the VFL line clubs is they're like, you know, you into the system, and if you learn that system and you can demonstrate your wares at that level, you're more of a chance to be drafted than you would be, say, playing at Coburg or Frankston or somewhere like that. See, I think so, part, of, part of the problem is you go to you go to Box Hill and you feel like you're going to Hawthorne. Well, you are. At, at, that's, whereas, and, that's what, and that's what Bolton's trying to do. Whereas at, like, at Carlton, you go to the Northern Blues and you feel like you're going to Preston. And it's not supposed to be like that. It's, and what he will do is, is that the, the line between what is Carlton and what is Preston, like, there won't be a line. Preston will be... Like, they'll be the same club, effectively. I mean, I know you've changed the jumper, but the whole thing will become one seamless entity. Which is what and, you want, really. Absolutely, yeah. So, and we'll... it's and it's what Geelong and Essendon and Collingwood are doing, but just in a in a different way. Mm. So, look, we don't want to make this the Colling, uh, the Carlton Hour or the Carlton Hawthorne Hour, which is very easy to do given our, our team support. So we're going to no. move, move on very uh, quickly through uh, an update through the Essendon saga. Because um, that'll make us more popular with the people. 
Oh my God. <laughs> um, Essendon's top ups. Uh, do you uh, anyone have a full list? All I've got here is uh, where are we? Now Ryan Crowley, James Kelly, Jonathan Simpkin, Matt Deer, and James Polkinghorn. Um, Cam Stokes, Sam Grimley, um, and Mark Jamer. Mark Jamer. There's eight, I think. I, I, I believe Day. I've got eight. Yeah, Matt Matt Day or Matt D or whatever, however you pronounce his name. I, I don't know. I think the thing that really... Yeah, that sounds like it's a list. I think they've only picked up eight, look. Yeah. Okay. The thing about that, and this is, is that they picked up the obvious guys, generally, like Kelly and Stokes and, and Simpkin was probably one everybody talked about. Crowley, but yeah. Crowley was obviously the other one. And they sort of make sense in that you've got experienced guys who can play midfield, but the thing that they're really going to struggle for is key position talent. When Matt Matt D was the first guy they grabbed, that was the canary in the mine shaft that there wasn't really much to get hold of. Mm. And I know Matthew Watson still got the nose pressed up against the glass as well, but um, yeah, I, they're going to struggle down back. It's going to be an absolute shit fest down there this year. Real shit fest. Do you think they're actually going to finish on the bottom or not? Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Yes, absolutely. They won't... I mean, my argument's always been, a lot of people saying, well, they won't win a game, they can't win a game. They'll absolutely win a game. Nothing is surer than than they'll win a game. In fact, I reckon they could win three or four. But they're they're absolutely going to finish last. And a couple of teams will absolutely take them to the cleaners this year. Really, really just rip them a new one. So, um, you know, but, you know, such is life when you're cheating drugs. They have, <laughs> um, of course, they since Messenger and I did our little broadcast on the, on the whole uh, CAS verdict, um, they have, of course, for whatever reason, decided to launch an appeal, um, which is baffling pretty much everyone except Bruce Francis, apparently. Oh, Brucey. <laughs> well, this is the thing that I thought was interesting. Essendon's insurers are paying for the defence. Mm. Now, is it cheaper for them? They might say, well, look, if we drop X hundred thousand paying this and they get off, is that cheaper for us to do that than to actually pay these players, you know, damages? It's kind of double or nothing really thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, they've got, yeah, they can lose 500, risk 500,000 or uh, on, on the chance that they don't have to pay 30 million or, <laughs> you know. And if they lose, well, you know, that's going to pale into significance than what they cough up. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, you know, other than Bruce, nobody seems to think they've got much of a snowball's chance. But, you know. We're talking about lawyers that have been openly Essendon supporting as well through the process. Um, or have at least taken the view, taken the side of Essendon's view um, through the process. Like Darren Kane, for instance, he has been fairly. Um, Toward Essendon in his uh, articles and whatnot, and even he's saying there's just the the whole the whole uh, thing according to Chip Legrand is basically that they don't agree that it should have been held de novo, and that's it. That's all they that's all they're appealing on, and it it makes basically no sense because everything uh, the 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 2010 code doesn't prohibit it, the 2015 code specifies it, and the wider code says they can do it anyway. So, 
Not but, a well, aren't, we, aren't we really talking... I mean, let's say by some miracle they get off on what is essentially a technicality. Do they then get to stand up and say we were innocent all along? I mean, you know... Well, I, that's going to be the approach, isn't it? That's well, what they want. They want their names cleared. Yeah, but they're not going to be cleared. They're going to be able to say that they got off on a technicality. And even then, they're not going to say it because they haven't... There's no... They haven't sought remedy to injunction... to. Um, to uh, stay the ban, so they're still serving the ban. So by the time the bloody thing's heard, the ban will be half over. Mm. I, I I don't know. I, there is a like, I, there is a school of thought out there that they are basically using this to say, look, we exhausted all avenues. Let's go to the Victorian Supreme Court now. Like, why uh, would they pers- go to the Victorian Supreme Court? Well, they'll get injunctions and they'll argue that the evidence wasn't heard properly and that there were errors in case law and whatnot and they want it heard under Australian jurisdiction. Under administrative law here, apparently. Good God. So, yeah. if, if that happens, it's going to be a while before it's all over. I, I, just, I was reading a thread tonight in preparation and I, I want to raise this because this sort of sums up the whole drug thing in a nutshell for me. And it's this Luke Beveridge statement about <laughs> it, it. Just it, they, for some reason, there are people who believe in the exceptionalism of AFL football, and that these athletes, like no other athletes that work in a team or a team environment, they're special because they follow orders, you know, and they do what they're told. So you know, the seventeen-year-old gymnast isn't, uh, you know. Um, doesn't succumb to pressure from the uh, world champion coach and, and the cyclists, well, they're different too. And, you know, I, 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 it is such utter and complete bollocks. It defies imagination that anybody could honestly believe this sort of tripe. Surely, surely, at some point, we have to stop infantilizing these adults and say, you are responsible, you were told you're responsible, now you have to be responsible and accountable for it. So shut up and take your ban. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see in a couple of months at least uh, where we're at with that. But hopefully in a couple of months it'll all be over. And by November, all the players will... uh, By February next year, all the players will have done their suspensions. And hopefully we can all get on with our lives. But but, but they they still haven't got it. You're not special. You're not different. It's not... You know, I just don't understand it. I just Mm. don't understand this sort of belief that somehow these athletes are different and these athletes are special. But anyway, yeah. So the AFL uh, has uh, released its player payment figures for the year um, and compared them to other sports and whatnot. And it does this in preparation for the release of the annual report next month. So this has been a, a, a little bit of time coming. Uh, it says that the AFL players, uh, basically they exceeded $300,000 on average for the first time, um, which is well up from where it used to be, uh, a, long, a, long, a long way back. Um, I've got some figures somewhere, I don't have them on me at the moment, but the average player salary in 1987, was, uh, not 1987, in 1993, was about 60 grand. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's... What's average weekly? Average earnings now is what about seventy five thousand? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, roughly. That's a lot when you think about it. When I think about what my first job was, I made twenty one thousand mm. and thought I was a fuck, and I lived like a fucking lord. I was 
great. I went out and got pissed every night and lived in the inner city, and that was great. Now, hell, now, back in my day, it was easy. No, it's a lot. Isn't it? 300 grand. What did surprise me was the A-League footballers get half that much. I mean, I, I figured that um, they wouldn't be getting as much, but I, th- I would have thought they were on par or getting up towards the uh, the NRL sort of <coughs> payment. No, the salary but, cap's uh, only, I think, $2.1 million for the uh, <coughs> for the A-League as Messenger dies in the background. Um, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, guys. See what happens when you drink away all your pay? <laughs> uh, AFL players came in at an average of 302,000. National Rugby League players came in at 244. Uh, contracted Australian cricketers at 250. Although the national team actually earns more than the average Australian uh, football player. A-League footballers came in at 146,000, uh, netballers at 50,000, and National Basketball League players at 100,000. So I think the um, the A-League players, they'll have, within their pay structure, they'll have a marquee player who makes a Yeah, stack. I think they're exempt, aren't they? <clears throat> and, but the, the marquee player will make, <coughs> you know, six or $700,000 and won't be counted against the cap. Um, the interesting one, did you see what Shane Watson's going to get to play IPL if his hamstrings hold up? No, it wasn't. He's going to get two million Australian. Mm. And he's got hamstrings that are made of fairy floss. Well, it'll be interesting. That makes that makes me mad. Like, there's a primal part of my brain that wants to strangle him. And oh, that's, that's it's, beside the point. <laughs> it's like, just think, I always think Shane Watson equals Jared Waite. If you mm. think of it like that, it'll make you even madder. Mm. Just uh, out of interest, three players last season earned between six hundred and seven hundred thousand dollars without playing a game. Oh wow! Uh, oh, hang on, who who would they have been? Uh, the yeah. AFL article names Tom Liberatore, uh, Eric McKenzie, who uh, ruptured both his uh, anterior cruciate ligaments, and Jager O'Meara, who uh, ruptured his patella tendon. So. Um, isn't hang on? I find it extraordinary that Tom Liberatore makes six hundred grand. Well, and O'Meara, to be honest, I mean he's still <clears throat> very new. Tom Liberatore made six hundred thousand dollars last year. That is astonishing. Yes. <laughs> so all fun there. Apparently, only two players earn over a million dollars at the moment. Uh, Gary Ablett, of course, being one of them. And, uh... Buddy. Yeah, Buddy would be the other one for sure, you'd expect. Oh, sorry, this year he'll make... And Nat Fife is apparently named as <coughs> one of them. Does uh, oh, Tom Boyd sense. crack also, that $1 yeah, million? Yeah, also Tom Boyd, apparently, so... Oh, my God. Tom is that as of Boyd. next year? Or... No, it's as of, uh, as of this year. This yeah, season. Right. So what we're saying is that they've got... 1.6 million, which will be what's the salary cap this year? About what, ten? Yeah, it's uh, getting close. It's eleven five or something. No, he's not. It's, that it's high, just it? like it doesn't it, it doesn't hit eleven before the end of this CBA. So yeah, it's a, it's like ten point one or something. So no, what's a million 10, between friends? <laughs> they've got one sixth of their salary cap time up in Tom Liberatore and Tom Boyd. Yeah. That is really interesting, don't you think? And they wouldn't have that many veterans. Like Murphy would be, you know, getting some 
relief as a veteran, but even that's not what it used to be. I mean, so you know, had the rest of their list aren't any good at maths, so they'd be starting to bang on the door of the coach. Well, so, that's hang on right. a second. That's right. I mean, if you're Eastern Wood, you should think, well, I surely I'm worth more than Tob Libertore. Just uh, out of interest, one player earned less than sixty grand last year. Apparently, uh, the AFL article says it's uh, well, Ciara. Well, I don't know how you pronounce his stupid name. Uh, Sheehan from Carlton, anyway, the Irish guy. Um, apparently, he didn't play anything, so he didn't get any match payments. Oh mm. no, that's a terrible thing. To and see. Uh, he was uh, inter- really be international. Bring him over here, so. and yeah. Come here, yeah, you'll uh, see the world and uh, get paid hundreds of thousands to play football. Ah, he's, he's less than 60, you're the only guy. Well, either that, it could be picking fruit in Mildura. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see him, by the way. Possible super coach, uh, Smokey. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, him, him and his, uh, the other Irishman from Carlton. We, we might actually play one game with uh, or more with three Irishmen across the half-back line with uh, Byrne, Sheehan and Tui. Just uh, five, can play those guys. Just as 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 far back as five years ago, there would have been forty players earning sixty grand a season. Yeah. And back in, I I don't have I've got those figures in front of me, but the uh, figures for nineteen ninety two from memory were like four hundred players were on like sixty grand. <laughs> so times they are a different. Let's uh, move on to, well, this week's games in the NAB Cup. We want to get a quick and easy and painless podcast out tonight because Shandog has to watch The Walking Dead, apparently. Yeah, I'm so, I'll, like, I'll, give, I'll give you a clue. Somebody dies. And, and there's and the zombies the involved this week. Yeah. <laughs> this week like on The Walking who? Dead, zombies. Who knew? Anyway. The thing over there we need to get, but it's oh, zombies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, where are we? Come to me. Uh, the first game up, obviously, at York Park or Aurora Stadium, or whatever they call themselves, uh, on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We have Hawthorne playing Carlton. Um, I think we've talked about that one enough already, although I am a little disappointed. And I know this is contracted to be at Aurora Stadium under the long-term contract the Hawks have there. But yes. I'm, 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 I'm a little disappointed this game isn't played in, like, Burnie or somewhere like that, um, just to spread the games around Tasmania now that there's games in Hobart and stuff like that as well. Well, it's not that far to drive from Burnie to Launceston if yeah. you've got yourself some hankering for some February football. Mm. And uh, you might be looking Irishman. I am looking forward to see if Hawthorne pick their New Zealand rookie. They had two New Zealand rookies, and mm. Kurt Hedley's now been elevated to list, but Shem Tatupu. Who I think it, I think Shem Tatupu is Maori for block out the sun. He's huge. <laughs> he's a big bloke. <clears throat> he is he is a unit, as they say, and um, I I hope he plays. I, I'll be fascinated to see if he gets a game. Mm, mm. I hope he does, and I, it'll be good for the game in New Zealand. At least they they started their first national New Zealand football league season uh, last weekend. Uh, four teams that they've set up there, but it'll be good for the game over there if they can actually get some traction on some of their players over here. Absolutely. So it's good and stuff. Kurt Heatherly, Kurt Heatherly, I reckon he'll get a couple of games this year, senior games for sure. He's a halfback flanker, is from memory. Uh, he's a key position. Key back. defender, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's key, he'll, he'll, um, he's probably behind um, uh, Caden Brand, but um, he's he's a chance for sure. Mm. As long as Brand doesn't go back or any, anyway. 
Sorry, yeah, that, that, right, was, yeah. that was that was bad. Uh, <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> it's a big footy podcast promoting bestiality. Now, uh, the second game on Friday night uh, at Rushton Park, which is uh, basically Fremantle's default uh, position there for home uh, for preseason games. Fremantle play Richmond. Uh, mm. There, a um, little bit of chatter coming out of Richmond, but nothing really yeah. that I know of. That you guys know anything? Are they really? <laughs> we need this, to get Richmond this, people on here. Really, is yeah. this the season where they start talking about Damien Hardwick? Can I, I, he do it? Because he's due an extension, isn't he? Isn't he got? He's like, this is his last year. I do. I do know. I, I don't know about that, but I do know with some glee that uh, Chris Yaron is uh, performing less than admirably at the start of the preseason. Mm. Who'd have thunk it? Well, you know. I wonder how Sean Hampson's doing. Oh, God. Um, So there's a a few... I mean, they're on track to do a good number of members as well at the moment this year, which will be good. Whether they overtrack Hawthorne and set off crap fights in the forums again is another story. No, um, no, nobody does it like us. (laughs) Fremantle, I mean, the other thing, I, I mean, Fremantle seemed very close. I mean, I know Morabito's injured himself again, the poor fellow. I don't I don't know how he bears it, honestly. I think he did a hamstring and he's off Got a, he's off for like six weeks or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah are we a well-informed Are we a well informed football podcast? We, we are woefully uninformed when it comes to stuff <laughs> outside of our own. What? <laughs> <laughs> But there seems to be a... We, we probably should... If we had Seppo, Seppo hasn't come back since the prelim final. Well, there's that too. Hmm. And and I should uh, actually produce my uh, Twitter DM message that I got from him <laughs> in which he he roundly slagged off the umpires and um, <laughs> gave me the Twitter equivalent of throwing all the toys out of the cot. So st- if you st- are listening, Seppo... Miss you, babe. He's on a sailing tour <laughs> on an ocean of his own tears. Yes. So, <laughs> so salty. Hello, Sefo. <laughs> so we'll, sweet. Hopefully we'll have you back soon, mate. Uh, just for Frio, people, your next game after this one is sold out already at Mount Barker in West Australia. Um, that game, I can't remember who it's even against, but it is sold I think out already. Are they playing... The, is it, no, sorry. Adelaide. Of, I thought no, it was I, Mount Barker and... Adelaide. Well, so did I, but um, it's actually Western Australia, apparently. That makes sense. Didn't even know they had one, but there well, you they go. They play Port. I thought Crows, the Crows and the Eagles were playing in the second game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the annual Wangaratta game. Uh, St Kilda play North Melbourne up there on Saturday afternoon. There's a lot of positive hmm. chat coming out of St Kilda, at least. Um, I'm... Uh, Nick Rewald will be captain again. He will uh, become the longest-serving captain by years in the in the uh, AFL, apparently. And Jay Carlo will be doing... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, it will be interesting to see uh, those youngsters from St Kilda. I mean, everyone, I think, is probably expecting them, especially their supporters, to, to go to that next level now, so... NABCAP be interesting to see what else they've got in the in the bag of tricks as, as the even newer ones besides the uh, the high draftees they've had over the last few years. 
Well, this is the the Chris the Chris Pelkin model, which is throw as many darts at the board and see how many stay up. Because you know, if you draft <laughs> seven or eight blokes, three, two or three are by nature going to fall off the perch straight away. But you know, Hugh Goddard's it's going to be really important for Hugh Goddard to have a great season, and um, and McCartan will be another one they'll be really keen to um, yeah. get some games into. Big big raps on Jack Billings at the moment, apparently. Yeah, I reckon he's going to be absolutely brilliant. Going to have a breakout year this year, I think, if he can stay uninjured. Uh, He's going to be the one to watch. I mean, the Saints need these guys to really stand up and give them something to cheer for. Mm. You know, because it's been all rewalt all the time since Harvey retired. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They they need something, and this is is going to be the positive thing for them this year. I think they're going to do okay, I think, Um, which is going to be good for that club. Uh, the next game, Sydney and Port Adelaide, is on Saturday well, afternoon at Blacktown International Sports Park, as it were, even though I don't think they've ever had an international event there. <laughs> uh, they may have done so during the Olympics, though, so who knows. But um, Sydney playing them there. Uh, the Swans on track for record membership, too. And Port Adelaide have possibly already broken their membership record, so... Yes, it'll be um, a game for the ages. Buddy, will Buddy play? Well, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's. Apparently, I think he's fit and training, isn't he? So I well, think so. But the uh, the one up. His... Sorry, go on. I was going to say the one I'm interested in is uh, Callum Mills. Is that was he was their academy pick here? Am I right in remembering that correctly? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's apparently yeah, huge raps on him. So I hope he gets a bit of a gig. Um, straight up in the NAB Cup because I'd love to have a closer look at him. But well, the interesting, and he's also got they've got um, Sinclair and Talia they've brought in as well, haven't they? Talia, the um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Buddy played in a practice match on the weekend, I think, and uh, Isaac Heaney apparently up and about as well for the Swans. Ooh. So that's uh, good. good for them for Port Adelaide. Um, I haven't seen a lot of negative stuff. I know they're wearing their uh, their original jumper in the opening round, apparently. So it's their twentieth season in the AFL this year. So they're wearing the lightning bolt. Um, no, I th- yes, I think they are the original oh. lightning bolt jumper. So the old classic. Yeah. Um, yes. but traditional, the traditional strip. That's right. I've got no other news whatsoever about Port Adelaide, even though I <laughs> live like 100 metres from the Oval. I know nothing about Port Adelaide this year. They do have a women's team they've introduced, so... Um, Crow supporters might suggest that that's the Port Adelaide Football Club anyway, so... Well, I mean, you insert jokes about, you know, ex-player <laughs> being sent to, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's a bit big, of a tangent. Big hello to Ang- big, and a big hello to Angus Monfries. <laughs> I do notice that uh, Port Adelaide's injury update is sponsored by the Australian Red Cross Blood Service. Oof. So that's <laughs> good. I re- that's only that's it would only be worse if they were sponsored by the uh, Australian Organ Donor Registry. They've had a few a uh, few big sponsors come in as well. Bank SA have picked them up over the summer, um, which is good for them, I suppose. So some positive yeah, but... some positive signs for the guys from. Port. Adelaide have West Coast. This game's at Unley Oval, which Ooh. I don't know if you've ever been to Unley Oval, Shan. Um, yes, I'm, I have. Assu- I'm assuming Messenger hasn't, but to, ha- to have... Is the... it in Unley? 
it is in Unley, but to have the game there, they're going to have to put up temporary fencing. Um, oh, same thing they had to do when I played. Yeah, there's no there's no permanent fencing at the ground. The council won't let them put it up. So it's uh, basically going to be like chicken wire and stuff. They they mm. couldn't have found a more suitable ground. They couldn't have played it at Berry or like uh, the, Redmark. Or... Well, it's part of the um, it's part of the Sample's idea of moving these preseason games around to every different uh, uh, to different clubs every year. So who does who plays at Unley? Is that Sturt? Uh, this is Sturt, the Double Blues. Yeah. And and so do they have to put a temporary fence up every time Sturt plays? Otherwise, they can't charge for entry into the game. Yeah. Give me strength. Only in South Australia would that happen. So, uh, fascinating stuff there. I mean, last year's game was wasn't it Elizabeth Oval? I can't remember where. That I believe was. so. I know there was one a couple of years back at West Adelaide where they made a mint off the canteen. And the sample, <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> they run out, out of red frogs. That's right. <laughs> and steamed dimmies. The fact that they called it a canteen. That's ah. right. <laughs> the final game for the for the first weekend of the NAB Challenge for 2016 is the Lions versus the Gold Coast at Moreton Bay. Um. Ablett you know won't... what? That game even sounds boring, and we haven't had football <laughs> for six months. And I am already the idea of that game bores me. Ablett won't play this weekend, so it's good. Oh, <laughs> stop! Stop! I'm bored to death. The Lions, the only oh. club currently oh, not tracking to uh, beat their record for membership at the moment. So, quick mention Daniel Merritt and kill me. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, Omira, Omira refusing to sign a contract at the moment. Uh, talks on hold, so he's left. Uh, <laughs> he's gone. I'm oh, sorry. Marcus F. Trough signing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Set it down. So, oh, is it over yet? Is that game over yet? They they had their intro club on the weekend, Gold Coast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Coast fans, if you'd like to write to anyone on Twitter, <laughs> Messenger's Twitter handle. Oh, I've got tears. I'm sorry. My, All right. Oh, God help me. <laughs> oh, is, is Sam Mays going to be a star? I'm going to tune in and watch it now, just because of that. I feel I'll bad. Be, Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane has I'm a... I'm going to watch a Miss Marple mystery. <laughs> Brisbane picked up a fascinating sponsor over the summer, the Simon Black oh. Football Academy. The what? The Simon Black Australian Football Academy, or Australian Rules Academy. Simon Black has set up a, a private football academy, the only one in Australia, as far as they know. And he is uh, a sponsor that, uh, well, that's that's what's sponsoring the Lions during the NAB Cup. So... Oh, no. It's a, pri- a private football academy in uh, Brisbane there, so... That's great. Fan- fantastic stuff. Uh, if you would like to know more about uh, Brisbane than we do, there is actually a quiz on the Brisbane website called Do You Know The Boys? And I suspect that all three of us would probably... Uh, <laughs> no! ...fail that Mark, quiz. Is Mark Zanotti still playing for them? <laughs> God! <laughs> Mark Zanotti, there's a name. Yeah. What did he Jim play Evans. for, like, eight clubs Jim or something Evans in the end? <laughs> Zanotti. 
one of the Fitzroy originals, wasn't he? Oh dear me! I tell you what, <laughs> talk about lose the will to live already. <laughs> Fucking down. Brisbane. Bells, bells. What's next? What's the next game? Quick, well, save, that, save me. That's it. That's it for the first round of the oh, Nat Cup. There's okay. no, uh, there's no game every every day this year like there was last year. All games are being broadcast. All games of the Nat Cup this year will be broadcast live and in high definition on Foxtel. Also note that Channel Seven this year will be broadcasting the AFL in high definition, um, which is fantastic news for people that want to watch Channel Seven. Den- Dennis Cometti's last year as a commentator. I actually, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen until 2017. Well, so, uh, there's, there's a couple of... Te- I'm very happy. Well, you know, I guess we can be glad he's going and then be terrified about who the hell's going to replace him. Dream Team started up, lads. Uh, dream Team, Super Coach, all that sort of thing. I've done my Dream Team. I've done what I always do. Um, I've picked my team for the year and that's it. It's really tough. I have something to say here. My, my name is Messenger and... and um, I am now swearing off fantasy um, AFL. I can't. Do, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I'm the guy. I'm the bastard. Has you have in your comp, and in round fourteen, he stops making changes yeah. because he's shit, and he doesn't. I just. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I do, do that with my tipping. I, I'm in it for like twelve rounds, and then after halfway, I'm like, ah, screw this. No, no, I'm all right with tipping. It's it's. It, it, uh, no, I can't do it. Essentially, my, my, my scheme of thought with, with Dream Team is basically I pick the two best players in the league in every line of the team, and then I just fill it with Carlton players. Yeah, I always end up with four blokes who never play. And in the end, I end up with like finishing like 56,000th in the league. So. Yeah, I'm still probably doing better than me. <laughs> if I crack the 100,000, I'm, I'm going to pop the champagne this my, year. My list is full of like people like Sian Sheehan and... Like, and and mm-hmm. six Brisbane players. Clem Smith and guys like... Actually, it was oh. easy with Carlton this year because all, all, the, all the new players meant that like, half the team comes in at 140 grand. <laughs> so it was like... Yeah, I think filling the Cheap. side with Carlton players is actually like the, like eight million. Well, you, you, <laughs> you, you pick up Weedering and like he's a high rate, like the number one draft pick, one hundred and twenty five grand. Thank you. <laughs> well, you go, you get Paddy McCartan was the number one draft pick, and you could probably still get him for one hundred and twenty five grand. You'd probably get him for cheaper than one hundred and twenty five grand, Paddy well, McCartan. Maybe that's it. Yes. He's, he's, he is. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not convinced by McCartan yet. I wasn't convinced by him at the draft either. But mind you, early. Early, early. Well, key forward yeah, as well, yeah. and you know what they say about those. They take a while to develop, so you've got to be patient with them. I would say also, this weekend, this week, first round, give Jack a crack. Jack Fitzpatrick, sure he'll get a game for Hawthorne. It'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, you know who Jack I want to see get a crack this weekend? Jack Silvani. What's that? Oh, he's bound to oh. surely. Uh, Maybe I, not this weekend. I want him. I, I want him out there every week. Blood him early. Blood him hard, and get him out there. And then Son if, of Joe uh, Bailey. And then if he fails, we can pick up his brother in two years' time. Well, you know, it's like with the cloaks. The first, you know, the first two were absolute tripe, and you know, you might get get a decent one. I did. I did, on. I did. I don't know if you noticed that uh, Travis was dumped from the leadership group at Collingwood. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, why? Because it was done on dick length. Well, 
<laughs> Did I say that on the podcast? Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's February, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I had a big week in drinking last <laughs> week. Okay. I would just like to uh, say something now to all of our listeners that are still with us at this point. <laughs> we, <laughs> we did no preparation whatsoever for tonight. We... Well, well as opposed to any other bloody week we do this. Well, sometimes one of us prepares. Well, I'll tell you what. This is your this is your study for the week, Wookie. You have to watch Brisbane and Gold Coast with oh. no sharp implements in the room <laughs> <laughs> and report back on a scintillating game of 36 blokes who you can't find their ass with a flashlight. Don't you worry about I will watch it and I will turn these people into the heroes they deserve to be. And then you can report back on Carlton's stunning win in the opening match. The, the flogging that we are going to give you will be written into songs and memoirs. There will people be... with people with lutes will make song sing about it. And there, there and will be carving... Jacob the Brave. <laughs> there will be carvings in large triangular shaped buildings for millennia to come. Over it, hundreds of women will make tapestries and hang them <laughs> on the walls of. Mead halls. Women will give birth to many children and name them all Nine after significant now. players. I, I dub the Sean Hampson. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't play for Garden anymore, does he? In fact, I, I have trouble naming any of your players. I dub the Dennis Armfield for your moustache. <laughs> may, may you grow to be a hearty daughter. Right, well... I've, I've run out of stuff to talk about. Do you guys got anything before we sign off? Is there off? only six games to talk about? Do there is only have, six don't... games in week one. The, there's nothing yeah. uh, from the Sunday, between the Sunday and the following Saturday. Uh, yeah. So, game on February the 21st. And then, wait, what's going on here? What? Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing you are. Yeah, and then the next game is the Thursday between GWS and the Western Bulldogs. So, oh. the AFL playing games between Thursday and Sunday, it's going to become the norm. The NRL are doing it. Um, the NRL just announced uh, a loss for the year and expected losses for the next two years as well, which is kind of fascinating if you follow that sort of thing. Otherwise, utterly boring if you like everybody else. Sorry, they've just signed a massive TV deal and they're going to run at a loss. Well, for the next two years and then their new TV deal kicks in just like the AFL's does. So the AFL predicts a loss for next year. Costs a lot of money to pay off women for, uh, you know, the things that the The entire league is going to run at a loss. What utter, utter bollocks. What a disgrace. Mm, mm. I know the AFL does, in the last year of it, generally does run into a lot I wrote low on uh, funds in the last season of its uh, CBA. Uh, due to it increases the support a year early for some reason to the clubs. I, I'm not. I've no idea why it does that. I think it goes back to 1999 when Channel Seven put in an extra 40 million into the kitty and they boosted the uh, uh, the play, uh, the club payments early. So I think that's where that stems from. But wow. Anyway, well, again, fascinating well. stuff if you follow it. Not fascinating if you don't give a damn like you two. Me. So, that's right. <laughs> well, I think that's it, guys. Nice, quick, and painless. Um, unless you're listening to it, in which case, <laughs> our apologies. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, Seppo and Mike will be back next week. They'll know stuff about other teams. Um, we don't at the moment. <laughs> Just like to wish Mike the very best. He's not well. So Indeed. Get well soon, Mike. Indeed, yeah. yeah. He's currently and, an invalid, um, so... Yes. Um, 
evidently the uh, sex change hasn't quite taken as well as we'd hoped. Uh, the, pe- the penis graft will catch, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, sorry, is it the other way around? <laughs> Are they trying to form a vagine? I don't know. <laughs> you might have to edit that bit out. So anyway, <laughs> big shout out to Chief, who is, uh, thanks to the Essendon appeal process, now going to be able to afford his second yacht. <laughs> Thanks very much. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, messenger. We'll see you next week, maybe. Shandor, you, you will just just try try. Neither of you just try not to shag your best friend's missus this week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shandor, uh, have a good night watching The Walking Dead. And uh, thank you. May the best uh, May the best Carlton team win on Thursday. Uh, Shem Tatupu is uh, Maori for crush number one draft pick. <laughs> is it now? Wittering crush! I, lo- crush! I, lo- I look forward to the day when Hawthorne come out to the Harker. That's um... <laughs> not, not far around the corner. Not far around. We might even give a couple of the, uh, the guys who played senior football a game on Thursday. You never know. Right. You never know. All right, guys, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much if you've stuck around to get to this point. <laughs> oh, there's a schmozzle this week, but, hey, first week back uh, for 2016. Thank God the footy's back. Uh, we'll have more to talk about next week. In the meantime, enjoy the footy. Good night. Good night. <laughs> right.